Well, Manish, thanks for coming. Um, we are celebrating the occasion of the publication of your latest CD. And uh, that's very unique circumstances we're doing this. Uh, the initial plan was to do a concert. And many people would have loved to do that with you. But due to COVID measures, that wasn't possible. So this brings us together in this room that uh, we have been doing mantra singing for quite some time. <laughs> and uh, as I find your latest CD, Mantra, uh, the selection of the songs, uh, nine songs, is it? Nine tracks. That's perfect for me as you've been singing exactly these songs for a long time and singing with us. Now the obvious question for the title and uh, you must have had a plan <laughs> <laughs> which is quite surprising to me because mantra seems to be the most obvious thing, the most obvious title. Maybe this asks for you to define the term mantra. What do you mm. mean by that? Well, uh, you know, traditionally the meaning of the word mm. mantra is the sound which protects the mind. Mm. The sound which helps you to protect the mind from compulsive, repulsive patterns of thinking. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we added a subtitle to the CD, mm -hmm. A Gateway to Infinity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that I would call as a contemporary definition. Mm -hmm. Because uh, apart from protection of the mind, the sounds of mantra has this capacity and a potential to take you to that dimension which is infinite. Mm -hmm. It begins but it doesn't end. Mm -hmm. So that's why we gave that title, A Gateway to Infinity. Mm -hmm. And what made you go straight for that title? <laughs> it's basically an obvious title in a way. Mm -hmm. So when we were brainstorming, me and my wife, uh, when this sentence appeared, mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, that 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 it is. Mm -hmm. you know, that is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's not only that it's coming from a our ling linguistic uh, uh, capacity, mm -hmm. but it is not only ours, but probably yours as well as the people who have gathered here and many more who have listened to this music. That it is definitely an entrance to that infinite world of meditation, mm -hmm. silence. Mm -hmm peace, bliss, serenity, tranquility, stability. Hmm. So there was no other way we could describe it. <laughs> now, no doubt the mantra by its uh, syllables and meaning uh, has an eternal uh, root, so to speak. But then there is a composition to it. How do these two combine when you... Yeah. Well, that's a good song. question. You see, we in India, we grow, grow up with these amazing sounds from our childhood. When we are growing up, there are ceremonies in the house, there are celebrations, there are festivals, there are occasions of birth to what you call here uh, 
yeah. baptism mm-hmm. there is a different kind of baptism mm-hmm. then there is marriage mm-hmm. then there is you know, buying a house or starting a new world or some specific issues that one goes through and then finally the death mm-hmm. during all these processes different mantras are used mm-hmm. so if you grow up in india you are totally surrounded by this mm-hmm. more or less all the time whether you like it or not <laughs> <laughs> of course i did like all these sounds at that time there was simply an absorption happening mm-hmm. that time there was never an idea that much later i would be singing this but some maybe in that time some planting of the seed was happening now i can see that now i can say that so when you grow up around this atmosphere that you know certain mantras are connected with certain deities certain occasions certain feelings certain mood certain color certain essence and then the same understanding comes from the learning of indian music mm-hmm. so as a student of indian music as a performer of indian music and as someone who likes to work with the sacred music of india the sacred text of india which one one of them are mantras we try to combine both those essences together mm. so that the energy of mantra is first of all not disturbed mm-hmm. but if possible enhanced and deepened mm. and uh, when i'm composing something first i feel it for myself that what is it doing to this system here mm. and if i'm assured then you know i'm confident that okay i'm in the right direction and then now how can i beautify it more with the right sounds the right arrangement mm-hmm. sometimes it requires a lot sometimes it requires very minimal mm-hmm. so whatever it is needed to maintain and enhance the energy of that mantra mm-hmm. we do it in the recording process in the creative process now we've tried somehow to define mantra and tell people what it is about i've seen and heard you a couple of times also make statements about what it is not <laughs> would you go into that as well in simple words you know mantra is always always in sanskrit mm-hmm. okay but as far as sacred texts is concerned we have many other variations which are sacred but they are not necessarily mantra we mm-hmm. have something called bhajan mm-hmm. which is a devotional song like it could be big poetry either in the praise of a guru or in the praise of certain deity or just explaining the essence of life the highest wisdom of life in the po- form of poetry mm-hmm. you know india has had traditions of enlightened saints who loved to share their wisdom through simple songs like kabir nanak meera mm-hmm. paltu raidas surdas i mean there is like endless mm-hmm. and for some reason they could reach people through these bhajans through this what we call pad mm-hmm. in simple language so then we have mantra we have bhajan then there is kirtan mm-hmm. then if you go into different uh, religions then in sikhism there is shabad mm-hmm. so yes it, not everything from india is a mantra <laughs> <laughs> and i know that in the west sometimes these things are sold as mantra but mm-hmm. it is not the confused case. just like mm-hmm. you know a rap song is not a rock song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a and a lullaby is not a reggae song yeah. yeah so everything has its place everything has its beauty mm-hmm. and once it is understood like that then what is important is that the 
the purpose that mantra has not necessarily a bhajan has the same purpose mm-hmm. and kirtan is even completely different you know yeah. so mm-hmm. every once it is understood like that then a listener can utilize it accordingly mm-hmm. and then of course you know it's like if you take a medicine for stomach ache mm-hmm. but if that medicine medicine is for headache it will not work <laughs> um on your new cd you present a selection of nine mantras from rich backgrounds and traditions how do you select these particular songs for your new cd well it's a very spontaneous process really um uh, many of this uh, compositions which are on the cd they have been uh, created in the past year or two mm-hmm. and some even long time ago mm-hmm. uh, i just feel into it like what is the right time to bring this mm-hmm. or this mantra into the next production uh, especially this time i have included three buddhist mm-hmm. chants mm-hmm. which is the first time i'm including those uh, mantras from that tradition om muni muni maha muni shakya muni soha it is also something i have grew up with because when i was growing up in the osho community mm-hmm. we were exposed to sacred music and sacred wisdom from every possible tradition mm-hmm. he was very open to mm-hmm. sharing the highest from everywhere mm-hmm. so although primarily growing up in a hindu family but there was no this bondage that no 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 we only sing mm-hmm. or we only connect with this mantras no so in that way and buddhist mantras have their roots in the uh, tradition of hinduism mm-hmm. or as what we call as sanatan dharma so all that came into a nice uh, flow and a nice bunch of selection where i could feel that okay now it's time to bring some from krishna some from ram mm-hmm. and then certain um, mantras or certain selection of songs are from advait vedanta mm-hmm. which is not really necessarily related with any deity as mm-hmm. such but it is talking about pure highest wisdom of non duality mm-hmm. so there is one uh, song called shiva swarupam shivoham shivoham shiva evenings here there is a ecstatic quality and that seems to be the case with almost all of your mantras is that mm. right <laughs> there's a build up also like yeah. they, you you're searching and slowly slowly approaching but in the end there will be ecstasy Govindam 
You see, that was actually my training in the music. Mm-hmm. So when when I was learning music as a child until, you know, I mean, the learning still is continuing. So in that proper musical training, one thing that we are taught is the skills, the art, the, you know, the requisites of Indian classical music and a little bit of the spiritual dimension of it. Mm-hmm. But other training which I got was not from a musical master but from a spiritual master who was not a musician but the way he had this vision and understanding about how the right music can uh, smoothen the journey of a seeker and how it can fasten how it can deepen without too much effort that was the whole idea without too much effort because if you if you look at four parts of yoga we have gyan yoga mm-hmm. karma yoga bhakti yoga and raj yoga so especially bhakti yoga is the path of devotion path of dissolving mm-hmm. and there music plays a big big role so with the music of mantra with the music of kirtan this is possible that if if the person is available mm-hmm. if the person is not resisting mm-hmm. if the person is in a flow with an open heart the right music can take the listener the participant to a completely different dimension effortlessly that is the main point effortlessly all he has to do is to remain receptive and available and let the music do its job and that training was happening very indirectly from my spiritual master and being a musician i could analyze little bit not that he was telling me look manish here because of this particular chord this is happening no no mm-hmm. it was not a technical explanation mm-hmm. it was he was just you know using the right music i was there and inside the translation was happening mm-hmm. that okay aha so this this is. and maybe i'm able to bring all that understanding into mm-hmm. the work that is happening now here in switzerland and through our gatherings through mm-hmm. the workshops mm-hmm. and really the purpose is really to possibly uh, introduce that amazing fantastic potential of the sacred music which can take a seeker a practitioner a participant a listener to that space of you know serenity celebration silence bliss mm. but effortlessly hmm. beautiful and here let me also point it out that many times i see here that um there are gatherings which are called kirtan <laughs> but they are more generally like more mellow and silent and i don't know say low energy <laughs> but mm-hmm. a little bit on a horizontal level mm-hmm. and that's okay mm-hmm. but that's not kirtan mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like if i am doing a very heart mellow song and you, you could not call it a techno song mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. the same way a kirtan has to have a little dynamic energy mm-hmm. vertical movement of the music mm-hmm. while mantra can remain horizontal and mantra is used for more of listening and going deeper mm-hmm. so in that way i would say this album is more for that purpose mm-hmm. that you you know you come in your space in the evening for example burn a candle burn an incense mm-hmm. and just sit down and either listen which i think is the best way to uh, benefit yourself from the music of mantra yeah pure listening yeah. without 
trying to analyze it without trying to make any mm-hmm. judgment but let the music do its job mm-hmm. because we have put a lot of thought behind that <laughs> so allow that thought to work on mm-hmm. the listener mm-hmm. you know and then see and if if you feel like singing along yes sing mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. both both is okay mm-hmm. the subtler the better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's the message i got by listening to it thank yeah. you um you play many instruments and uh, tabla among them uh, also santur right and you sing and you compose and you play the harmonium and there's one instrument that caught my ear that's the clarinet this time <laughs> <I don't> it's, <laughs> it's twice or three times. ah yes yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. and i know there is a clarinet player in your family so <laughs> i can find the the two yeah. of them uh, is that correct yes we have a upcoming clarinet player mm-hmm. in the family mm-hmm. and he's uh, my wife's son Justin mm-hmm. and he's great he he has such a great musical ear mm-hmm. many times i have students whom i'm teaching and he's listening in the other room and then he gives me his feedback about the students <laughs> ah, he did that i was not in tune really <laughs> he needs to work harder <laughs> so he has a very built-in natural musical quality and i'm really hoping that uh, very soon he would be able to play with me and grace me with mm-hmm. his wonderful contribution mm-hmm. for this cd i had to hire somebody else yeah and uh, i almost convinced him to play a few notes for the cd <laughs> <laughs> almost <laughs> so he's is definitely on the yeah. way <laughs> And uh, somehow makes me ask: um, Is there no limit of including instruments into Indian music and styles, so yeah. to speak? No, not really. There mm. is no limit. There has to be only three instruments and all that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be whole ensemble. It just one has to understand as a composer what is the requirement. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you know it's almost like cooking a dish. Mm-hmm. so not too many spices is good also and not too little spice just what is really needed mm-hmm. and uh, is the, uh, uh, the ultimate purpose that ha- that i have envisioned is being served or not mm-hmm. then then i am happy with all that inclusion of the arrangements and mm-hmm. uh, you know the participation of the instruments yeah. this time the best part is that uh, when you will hear the choir Mm-hmm. there are 16 people singing in that choir wow so if i'm leading the songs behind me there are 16 yeah. voices and yeah. then the harmonies and so there are a lot of beautiful layers yeah. and uh, though harmonies is usually part of the western music mm-hmm. but here since my years of experiment i've seen that when a mantra is composed on a certain raga base and then you add a dimension of harmony it really opens up a new mm-hmm. new sky mm-hmm. i personally fly a star mm-hmm. flying mm-hmm. and that is also my my vision that maybe someday uh i would be able to conduct a, mm-hmm. a mantra orchestra where i would have 50 people in a choir mm-hmm. with all these raga based compositions but doing harmonies and on one side would be a bunch of indian musicians playing the indian instrument mm-hmm. and then on the other side the whole symphony orchestra doing their part mm-hmm. and this would be not a entertainment yeah this would be a, a, a space where people can really go deeper uh, you know i don't want clapping after each piece no 
mm-hmm. it is not the purpose mm-hmm. but how you can go to the deepest state of being mm-hmm. so hopefully that can manifest mm-hmm. here beautiful vision i love that yeah. and it leads me to my last question <laughs> uh, presenting your latest cd to the world what is your deepest wish to go with it and the most important amongst all is that people who are really genuinely interested in this tradition of mantras especially from the musical side mm-hmm. that may they connect to the real spirit of india mm-hmm. the real spirit of mantra also because mantra is from india the foundation of indian music gives its the strongest uh, support mm-hmm. otherwise i always say mantras don't need music you chant mantra in om gam ganapate namaha is more than enough mm. it doesn't need all this mm-hmm. <laughs> you know orchestra and melodies but if music is put then it's important that the right elements of music which supports and enhances the uh, the depth of mantra mm. so that is definitely important that by not making it too complicated making them accessible but at the same time maintaining the roots and tradition of mm. our culture i'm continuously bringing every year a production hmm. of mantras or sacred music so that because i know people here are genuinely definitely interested hmm. in this uh, science hmm. so it is important that the right uh, right ingredients are given to them hmm. instead of some you know some cinnamon chai mm-hmm. <laughs> why don't introduce the real chai you know hmm. so the same thing is through these productions and through these efforts another wish is that uh, you know as a as a seeker as a meditator as a sadhak what we call how i have been benefited by listening to this wonderful music of mantras and kirtans my and whatever i received from my spiritual masters and my musical masters mm. and the beautiful land of india through this creativity it is my humble small gesture of paying back mm-hmm. to all those wonderful happenings to mm-hmm. all those wonderful presences who have graced and blessed my life with this you know gems mm-hmm. so if even if a little bit i can you know pass it on mm-hmm. to other people mm-hmm. i think i'm starting to pay back i know that payback will never end mm-hmm. for whatever has been received but even if a little bit is possible as we say yours back to you hmm. thank you manish thank hmm. you martin